Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you might be watching this. I hope you're having a nice day. Uh, happy birthday, if it's your birthday, when you're watching, who knows when you could be watching this, you know, it could be months, years into the future. If it's your, my grandkids, my kids, hello, welcome. I'm Sebastian. Also, if I've met you in the church before, it's a pleasure to meet you online. Um, yeah, I hope, my children, that uh, lockdown has ended for you, if you're watching this in the future. If not, if you're watching this live, which is gonna be most of you, you will be well aware that we are in the middle of this lockdown. Uh, I hope that COVID has ended by the time you're watching this, my child. But um, no, we are in the thick of it. We've got like a thousand cases a day. It's not great. People are getting frustrated. People are going crazy. And, um, and, and there's some things that are coming up that people are really struggling with. And, but my guess is that um, some of these things have actually been going on for a while, before 2021, before 2020, before COVID. And that um, COVID has kind of just brought these things to surface now that we are, I don't know, stuck at home and isolated and not allowed to go anywhere. And uh, it's a very specific, particular feeling that I'm thinking of. Uh, and there's one word that kind of captures it really, it kind of describes a range of, of emotions. Uh, that word is the title of my message, if you're taking notes, it's <laughs> I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm just going through the motions, you know, time is just passing me by, life is passing me by, I look at my watch and I'm getting old, I'm not getting any younger, um, you know, I feel like something is missing, I feel like I'm just flat, I'm stagnant in my faith, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not growing, uh, I'm not, I feel like I'm just faking it half the time, I don't get moved as other people get moved. I don't have the feelings that I used to feel. I haven't had the strong enough feeling to pick up my Bible for myself in, in days or weeks, months, again, years before COVID. Maybe I'm just feeling, ah. So that is where I want to pick up our, our text today. Uh, Matthew 11, 25 to 30. Um, and while you were finding that passage, I might just pray uh, over us, for us. So, Father God, we uh, thank you for this chance to dig into your word again, to uh, fix our minds and attentions to you. I pray that we would just um, be able to focus for this next little bit and we would learn something uh, new of your, of your character, of your son, of your grace. Amen. Great. So Matthew 11. Uh, 25. Just for context, um, Jesus has just finished roasting these towns for being unresponsive. These towns which he's done miracles and signs and wonders in. Um, and he says, like, woe to you, it'll be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you guys, because you guys have no idea what's going on. You guys are lost. And so he says, verse 25, that at that time, uh, he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's such a great 
first great passage. I, it feels familiar to a lot of us um, and, and is really relatable in a lot of ways. He's saying, I am weary, I am burdened, I am you're feeling it. And we read passages like this and we're like, oh great, all I have to do is come to Jesus and rest. But then what do we, we, what is that? We just go back, we just rest, we do nothing, and then we go back to doing the same thing we were doing before, nothing changes. I still feel tired. So let's read the passage again, see what it really says. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, yes, that's me, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. It's given, okay? It's not, it's, it's, okay, so I'll, imagine you are, you don't have to imagine this, it's a real life scenario. The government has just announced that uh, the Pfizer vaccine is available for everyone, okay? You just have to ring up the place, you need to book your time, rock up. So you rock up to the medical practice, you do all the things you do, you know what you're meant to do, you know who you're meant to see, and you sit down, you wait for your name to be called, and you're like, oh, Sebastian, you're like, that's me, and you walk out of the doctor's office and he's like, all right, you ready? This is the vaccine. And why do they always like hold it up like this as if it's like, wrong? It's kind of, I don't know, off-putting. He's okay, you ready? It's gonna And you go, before you're sitting down, you're waiting to administer the vaccine, but then you go, okay, Thanks, Doc. That was great. Um, feel great. I'm going to head off now. You have a nice day. And then you, you get home and, but, and you get coronavirus. So you get sick and you're like, what? What, what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. I, I just went to see the doctor. This, how can I be sick? I, you didn't receive the vaccine. You didn't take what the doctor had for you. You didn't receive the medicine. There's the, you, you came, but you didn't receive. And, and I think there's, uh, you know, in church, for us, we, we come to church, but we don't receive. We come to Jesus, we, don't, we open up the word, but we're not receiving anything. You're not receiving what he has for you. It says that he will give you the rest. So why are we not receiving it? You, you, can't, just, you can't just come to Jesus and then say, ah, rest, I'm gonna lie down now. That's not how rest works. That's, that's, that's how you got in this mess in the first place. You're not resting properly. You don't know how to rest. You're just doing nothing. Nehemiah 9. Uh, verse 20, yeah, we, we just finished our series on Nehemiah, it was great. Um, and, and there's this point in Nehemiah where uh, he, he kind of retells, recounts the history of God's people. And he says this of them, uh, you know, he, he's talking about people remember God, they forget God, they celebrate God, they, they sin again. He says, as soon as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. That's not the rest we want, and yet that's the rest we often find ourselves in. We rest for a little while, it feels fine, but ultimately nothing happens because we think resting is nothing and we think resting is complacency. Resting is not complacency, it's not nothing. We think uh, it's nothing because we, we, we work so hard and then we rest. We, we associate rest with, with work and earning. And we think, okay, I, once I finish this, once I achieve this task, tick, 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 then I can rest, then I can enjoy my week and I can relax and do nothing. But, but that's not what rest is not. Rest isn't earned, it's given. It says he gives it to you. So, so what does he actually tell us to do? How do, we, how do we actually receive the rest then? Okay, what do we need to do to receive the rest? He says, uh, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I'm humble in heart, then you will find rest for your souls. He's saying, take from me, look at me, I'm gentle and I'm humble. Well, and I read that, I'm like, okay, wait, you, you lost me for a second. What does being gentle and humble have anything to do with rest? Well, I don't, I don't know, think about the times where you've been the most, you've had the least rest, 
you've been the most busy, you've, you've been the most burnt out. Would you describe yourself as gentle and humble? Gentleness uh, or meekness is another word you can use to translate from the Greek. Is um, you know, I don't know if you remember, it was a while ago, but James talked about meekness from the Beatitudes and he described it in this really helpful way. He says that often when we think of meekness, we, we think of weakness. But meekness is not weakness, but strength under control. When you are frustrated and you haven't had a rest, and are you under control? Is your strength under control? Are you, are you humble? Or do you think that you're the most important one in the room, that what you're doing is the most important, the way you're doing it is the best way? John Mark Comer writes this book called uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's great. It's about how in today's society we are all go, go, go. We are work, 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 hustle, grind. No one is ever at rest. And he says this. Uh, he, everyone's always in a hurry, right? He says, love joy and peace are at the heart of all Jesus is trying to grow in the soil of your life and all three are incompatible with hurry and it's true it's true you know the worst moments uh, that I've had as, as a friend a boyfriend a son a brother uh, a worker a student a leader a human being are all when I'm in a hurry I'm late for my train, I'm late for my meeting, I'm, I've got, I'm busy, busy, don't talk to me, don't bother me right now, I'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm doing something important here, I need to reach this deadline, I need these things to happen now, I need, I, I need to do this project, uh, just screw off. Jesus, can you imagine if Jesus is like that? No, Jesus is gentle and he's humble in heart, so take my yoke upon you and learn from me. If Jesus had a million things to do at once, he could have done a million things at once. But he's humble and he's got it under control. He says, I'm not rushed or proud. I'm not sweating or boasting. Rest, again, it's not something you earn. It's something you find. That's why what I've got is easy and light and what you've got is heavy and burdensome. I've got to tick this off, I've got to tick this off, I've got this to do next, this to do next. I'm looking at my to-do list and it's like, and it just never ends. And then, but once we do that, then we can relax and then, and then what happens? Monday comes around, Tuesday comes around and it's all the same. I don't feel rested the rest of my week. It's just grinding, grinding. I'm not at rest. There's got to be another way. Because Jesus says he has rest for your souls. He has it. If he didn't have it, he couldn't give it to you. So he has it and I need it, I want it. So how do I find this rest, hey? Uh, show me the treasure map, show me the way. What does John 14 say? I am the way. Learn from me. The message says, see how I do it. For I am gentle and humble in heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is what it looks like to find rest for your souls. This is what it looks like. You, you ever notice when you're reading the gospel, the, the gospel is that Jesus is, is just never in a hurry. He's never rushed. He never runs. What's up with that? People come up to him all the time like, quick, quick, just I need a miracle. Quick, quick, just my, my daughter is, is sick. She's dying. You've got to come. She's on the other side of town. But if we run, we can make it before she dies. And Jesus is like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they're in the crowd. Everyone's like, oh, where are we going? Jesus is going to heal this person. And Jesus is like, wait, 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 guys, guys. Like, who touched me? 
And Jairus is like, dude, touched you? Do you see how many people are around you? My daughter is dying. Are you going to stop and turn around and say, who touched me? And then you're going like, to listen to this woman's whole story. You're going to heal and you're going to preach another sermon. Jesus, we don't have time for this. But Jesus has time. He has time. It's time to spare because he's at rest. It might be helpful to think of uh, what it looks like to not be at rest. John Mark Comer, again, calls these symptoms of hurry sickness. I want to uh, read off a few, see if you relate to any of these. So uh, maybe you are, you're easily frustrated or annoyed, you're easily agitated, irritable, you're always on edge. You feel like a ticking time bomb and, and the smallest thing might just set you off. Maybe you find it hard to slow down, to stop. You, you're so, so uh, addicted to doing stuff. You can't sit still because you're looking for some sort of stimulation. You can't, you, you can't get to sleep. You're late at night, you're lying in your bed and all these thoughts are rushing into your head because there's no other time of day where you're just alone with your thoughts. Maybe you're a workaholic. Maybe your career is getting the better of you and, and you're always under the pump. Maybe you, you use the phrase, life gets in the way, just a bit too much. And you, you never even do the things that you really want to do or you said you would do, the things you really need to do because it's just life. It's just too busy. Life gets in the way. You don't see Jesus having trouble with any of these, eh? So he says, learn from me. And what do we learn from Jesus? What is he doing that allows him to have this rest? Not for the weekend. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, live for the weekend. Sorry. He doesn't live for rest. He lives from a place of rest. One thing he does is he makes time for what's really important. The things that are actually going to give him rest. How many times do we read in the Bible where Jesus breaks off from the crowd, even his own disciples, to get some alone time with God? Luke 5.15 Crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You can just imagine that the people down What could be so important, Jesus? Hey, these people are sick. These people haven't heard the gospel. You, you, just, you said you came down to preach to the lost, to bring the kingdom, and you haven't even... What, what could be so important? The preaching to the lost and healing the sick. And Jesus is like, I'm just, just praying with God by myself, you know. Important stuff. Here's a, a challenging verse. I want you to memorize this, stick it in your fridge. Mark 135. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus he got up, he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So if we want to rest like Jesus, we ought to learn from Jesus, right? All things have been committed to be. To, uh, to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father, and no one knows the father except the son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. I mean, I mean, don't you think Jesus would know what the best way to rest is, what the best way to do life is? His father invented it, and no one knows the father except the son. So if, if we want to adopt the lifestyle of rest, the, the character, the calmness, the, the, the pace at which Jesus lived his life at, the, the the joy, the love, we need to learn from him. And I, and I mean actually learn from him, like, like a child, like a student. Um, I don't know if you know the movie The Incredibles very well. It's one of my, if not my, absolute favorite all-time movie. Uh, there is this character called a superhero, Gazer Beam. He, he shoots lasers out of his eyes, like, like a gaze. And um, I'm talking about it with my friend. 
And my friend's like, yeah, yeah, the movie, blah, incredible. So, Gaze of Amy, he's a cool guy. And, he, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Do you, what did you just say? Gaze of Beam? It's like, yeah, Gaze of Beam. Gaze of Beam? No, it's Gaze of Beam. Like, the, what does Gaze of Beam mean? And he's like, oh, Gaze of Beam. Like, the gaze. Well, yes, like the gaze. He's just laid his laces out of his gaze. What do you mean, Gaze of Beam? Who's Gaze of Beam? And it's like, oh, this changes everything. This makes so much more sense. The whole time I thought it was Gaze of Beam, but it's actually Gaze of Beam. This changes everything. It's a trivial example, but I don't know. When was the last time you actually learned something new about Jesus? I mean, how do you, how do you even read your Bible? Are you just getting through the passage, getting through verses 1 to 10? I don't know. It's even even number. It's a nice place to stop. Well, are you actually sitting and, and, and reading and reading and reading until you, you, know, you, you receive something? Maybe you're just reading through your notes you've already made and be like, oh yes, this passage is about the compassion of Jesus. Uh, yes, very cool. Thank you, Jesus. That's a great passage. Or, you know, are you actually getting to know the person of Jesus? Are you actually are sitting and saturating and wringing it out like, like a towel until you can say, this whole time I thought it was this way, but actually it's this way. It just blows my mind. Like, I, I don't know, it's just, just too many times that I've sat in church. And not, not our church. Our church is great. Church for the city, but um, no. Any, any Christian context, a Bible study, a sermon, a, a, a devotional, and th the reflection at the end is uh, yes. Uh, that was that was such a great reminder of God's faithfulness. I've been so greatly reminded of God's love. What a reminder is that? It is that what we're, we're settling for? You know what, what my reminders look like? I've got on my phone, I've got to take the bins out on a Sunday night. And you're saying that, that the, the Word of God, the living Word of God evokes the same response as, as a notification on your phone that it's rubbish night tomorrow. They cannot be settling for reminders. The reminders, is that all you got out of, out of an hour of God's breathed Word? I don't know, what are, what are we saying when we just say, oh, that's a, that's a great reminder? I think... I think we're avoiding something, we're deferring something, we're closing off from, from, from the Word of God, cutting, piercing into our heart, because in actuality, to be honest, I don't want to change. I like the way things are, I like the way I'm doing things, I'm comfortable. I mean, what, what are reminders? They're just, they're just an affirmation of, of things that we already plan to do, right? So, so I'm not saying you need to... Uh, Add to your knowledge every time you read the Bible. You don't want to uh, just just pluck stuff out of thin air and say, "Yes, this is a new way to describe God. I'm going to ascribe this attribute to God." But at, you know, truth is truth. At some point, if you keep adding to it, it's going to be heresy. So, so it's not it, it's not about uh, uh, adding knowledge. It's not about learning. Jesus says, uh, "God has hidden these things from the wise and learned." Wait, 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 wait. No, didn't didn't he just say that? Um, we, we ought to learn from Jesus. Why is he also saying that it's not about learning, that you, it's hidden from... Okay, here's what I think he's trying to say. It's not about how much you know, it's, it's who you know, right? It's not about how much you learn, it's who you learn from. It's, it's, not, it's not a command to go and learn everything you to learn. It's, it's an invitation to come and do life with Jesus, see how he does it. If it, it, what, what does 2 Peter say? Add to your knowledge? No, it says add to your faith. Knowledge, learning, amassing stuff in your brain can't be it. That can't be how you have a relationship with Jesus. Otherwise, the only people who have a relationship with Jesus would be PhD scholars. So, 
what I am saying is, what Jesus is saying is maybe you need to dig a little deeper, dwell a little longer so that you experience, you re-encounter those things that you already knew to be true in a new way that blows your mind in a way that you can say, oh, this is, this is life-changing. I thought it was this way the whole time, but actually it's, it's, it's this and this. Ah! Are you, are you willing to, to wrestle with God like Jacob at Peniel until you receive a blessing? And I don't know, I, I, I know I'm getting hung up on this, but you know, if we don't learn from Jesus, if we're, if we're like transformed by his word, then what the heck are we doing? We can play games, we can play church games, you, you can read your Bible, but if you don't allow the spirit of God to, to enter you and to consume you, to transform you from the inside out, then, then nothing's going to change. How can you expect anything to change? And we say, I, I'm tired of the same old, same old, I'm, I'm getting worn out, I'm burdened, and yet you, you're not doing anything to change. You're not... Yeah, yeah, how else are we going to find rest? The prophet that of Nehemiah who spoke to God's people then is going to say the same thing to us now, that the people of God, once they were at rest, they again did evil in your sight. That's not the rest that we want. That's not lasting rest. So, last thing I want to say is, is and I'm closing here, if we want to rest like Jesus, we, we have to rest in Jesus. Because we, we've nowhere else to turn. We've tried. All the escapes, all the distractions are getting in the way of our rest in Jesus. And, and what, does he, what does he say? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. No one else. No one else has got it. I've got it. Come to me. He's, he's inviting you to have something. All, all this talk about... Uh, reading His Word, meditating on His Word, studying the Word is, is beside the point. It's utterly pointless if you don't, the thing you're finding is not Jesus Himself, right? If, if you are working super hard and, and you're just getting uh, discouraged and burnt out and frustrated, I don't know, maybe you're doing it wrong. This is what the, the message translation says. It says, are you tired? Yes. Are you worn out? Yes. Are you burned out by religion? Yes. Come, come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. See, Jesus, Jesus made a way for you by dying on the cross, forgiving your sins so that we can be with God. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the way, he says. And if you think you're getting to Jesus, if you think you're going to find rest by any other means apart from receiving the free gift of forgiveness and grace, then yes, you are going to be burnt out. And no, you're not going to find rest. If you think you're going to get to Jesus, if you're, going to, you're going to find rest by reading the scriptures over and over, by, by memorizing it until you can exegete it in fluent Greek, then you're missing the point. It's not about how much you know, how much you read, or how much you do. It's about how much He's done and whether or not you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, to receive and experience the wonder of His grace, His love, His mercy. Are you gentle? Are you humble enough to receive again, to open up? And you know, we, we've been relying on a lot of things. 
for our experience of Jesus for so long. Worship music, the, the preach, the, the prayer night, uh, a word that someone else brings, a contribution you're waiting for that hits you just right. Well, guess what? You can't do it anymore. It's just you and God now. I don't know. Do you, do you have that friend uh, in your friendship group where you do stuff together? You hang out all the time, but it's always in a group. You, I've never, you never really spent one on time with this person. And you, I don't know, you, you might be out having, having dinner uh, and, and these other two people, you know, go to the bathroom and it's just you and your other mate. And you know, you're sitting there and you're like waiting for your friends to come back. Yeah, cool. Um, so, how's it going? Yeah. I don't know. Where, when everything else is, is stripped away, the lights, the cameras, the music, are you comfortable just being with Jesus? Are you, would you be comfortable with just getting away with him, with, with withdrawing from everything else and just sitting and being with him? So here's a challenge for you. If, you, if you've tuned out for the past 20, I don't know how long I've been talking, half an hour, an hour, who knows. Uh, and, and you not, haven't been paying attention, this is the time to tune back in, okay? Hello, this is, this is go time. Uh, here's what I want you to remember. Rest is not earned, it's given. Okay, when you learn from Jesus, when you do life with him, you'll find rest. Because Jesus knows what it's like. Je Jesus is the only one to, who knows how to do life because he, he knows uh, the designer of, of life. Um, and so when you learn from him, are you actually learning something or are you just going through the motions? Because that's what got us in this mess in the first place. You know, we, we need change. But, but change, where does change come from? Trying harder? No, that can't be it. We've tried, it doesn't work. Not for long anyways. So, so what do we actually need? I mean, look, don't, don't even look for change. Don't even look for, for the transfer. Look for Jesus, okay? When you find rest in Jesus, when you, when you, when you find Jesus, the, the change will come. So, church, if uh, anyone is listening, if, if you're weary and you're burdened and you're uh, just feeling heavy, can I pray for you? In fact, can, can you, uh, I don't know, repeat after me, we're out loud in your heart, uh, in your living room, just, would, would that be okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for the invitation to come to you for rest. I'm sorry for thinking I know better, for just going through the motions. Please forgive me. And I accept the invitation to learn from you. Come into my life, Jesus. Teach me afresh. Lead me to you all the days of my life. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys. God bless.